Hey, everybody. Welcome back to localjobnetwork.com radio. And if it is your first time with us, where have you been? I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this is the podcast we call Technically Speaking, where, as you can imagine, we talk about some issues in business and employment related to technology. So if I asked you what a Bitcoin was or how to use it, would you have a clue as to what I was talking about? Now, I wouldn't say this piece of currency is mainstream yet, but when a company like Overstock.com starts using them, there's certainly some credibility added to it. Joining LJ and Radio to discuss the use of Bitcoin is Jonathan Johnson, Executive Vice Chairman of the Board for Overstock.com. Jonathan, thanks for coming on the show today. You're welcome, Tim. Thanks for having me. No, it's a pleasure to have you on. And, and as I mentioned there, Bitcoin, you know, some people might know what it is, hear about it. Uh, when an organization like your, your own um, obviously starts using it, I think that definitely adds some publicity to it. But let's start off there. The idea of Bitcoin, for those who don't know, can you give us a brief overview of what exactly that is? Sure. Bitcoin is basically an open source digital currency that is essentially cash for the internet. I, I like to think of it as one more example of something that's analog being created going digital. So okay. we've had cash that's been analog forever, and now we have Bitcoin, which is digital, just like our music and, and photos have all gone from analog to digital. This is a way for cash to become digital. No, I think it's a great way to, to explain it to the masses out there. When somebody might think about using this, I guess, what would you say are the benefits for a user, for somebody to actually utilize Bitcoin to pay for items such as going on overstock.com? Well, one of the great benefits for the customer is that they are providing very little personally identifiable information to the merchant. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you use your credit card to have something shipped, you're giving, you're giving the credit card number, of course, giving your shipping address, and all of that has you know, potential to be accessed by uh, hackers. Think of what happened to Target and sure. Neiman Marcus recently. When you purchase with Bitcoin, of course, you still have to provide a shipping address if you want the product shipped to you. But there's no credit card information. There's nothing there that a hacker can take and wreak havoc with your financial wherewithal. Now, a couple other areas that I saw that would possibly be beneficial to you know somebody who's going to use these. How about the idea of fees? I mean, are you able to maybe charge a little bit less because you don't have any issue with banks or credit cards because it literally is person to person in essence? Yeah. So, so that's another great benefit, both for the merchant and for the consumer, mm-hmm. is that the bank fees go away. I, I'm sure we've all been to gas stations or other stores where there's a credit card price and there's a cash <laughs> price. Yep. Uh, and, and the reason those are different is because when a merchant processes a credit card, they're paying somewhere between 2 and 5% of the purchase price to the bank to process the credit card. Well, with Bitcoin, there's no credit card processing fee, and it should mean that that prices go down. It, it could be at some point in the future, there's a credit card price and there's a Bitcoin price, which will be less. I think that's a great comparison to the gas station idea, because I'm sure, uh, as you said, we've all experienced that at one point or another. So for Overstock then, what pushed you guys into doing this? Why did you feel, hey, this is something we want to do. We want to be, you know, really the only major retailer to jump into this so early. What was sort of the impetus for doing all this? Well, that's a great question. You know, we've been watching Bitcoin for about a year uh, and trying to, to better understand it. And 
frankly, we've been watching to see how governments around the world have reacted to it. Mm -hmm. And when we saw the crisis in Syria, and there was the the bail-in where the government just took money out of people's bank accounts, and people started converting their cash to Bitcoin, uh, we said, look, this is really a, a currency that can work, and it doesn't appear the government's getting in the way of it. And so a reporter asked our CEO in the middle of December, you know, would we ever start accepting Bitcoin? And we said, yes, we plan on doing it sometime in the middle of or second half of 2014. Mm-hmm. Well, that story ran and the press on it was just, you know, phenomenal. And so our, de- <laughs> our developers uh, here within the company said, we can get this up sooner and lock themselves in a room on December 29th. And by, by January 9th, we had the ability to accept Bitcoin as a payment method and it's been off to the races. No, that's a heck of a turnaround to go from literally the end of December to getting it up by January 9th, as you said. I think uh, definitely a credit to your organization and the people who are working on that. Now, do you see that as being a a big advantage as as being a company that, again, of the major retailers we're talking about out there, you're really the only one. I mean, say for maybe a couple of ones that you could argue are close to you guys. Do you see that as being a major benefit right now? I mean, how have things been going overall with the use of Bitcoins? So we thought that when we launched Bitcoin, we'd probably do three to five million dollars in revenue during 2014. We've already passed the million dollar mark in in uh, less than two months, and we think wow. we'll probably do ten to fifteen million dollars in revenue in Bitcoin this year. It is most of the customers are new customers to Overstock. Their average order size is about twice as big as our typical average order size. So, you know, you ask, has, has this been a benefit to Overstock? You know, the answer is yes, yes, and yes. It's really <laughs> been it's really been something good for us. Now, you brought up an interesting point there, the idea that people who are using Bitcoin are actually spending almost twice as much, you know, per transaction as individuals using the other methods. Are there any theories behind that or, or anything you guys have come across that would, that would argue why that's happening? Don't know for sure. It's a little bit different demographic than our typical customer. Okay. Our our typical customer is are mostly women. Bitcoin users, at least so far, have been skewed more toward men and buying electronics uh, more than home goods, which is what we sell a lot of to our typical customers. So I really think it's helping us get entrenched and, and known with a new demographic. So, you know, again, it's it's a nice marketing situation for us. And, you know, frankly, it's helping us cut costs. Like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no bank processing fees, but also the incidence of fraud goes down significantly. You know, anytime we get a credit card order, we look at it to see if there's any indicia that it could be fraudulent. And if we think it is, we run it through our internal fraud prevention team. They might, let's say you place a first-time order that looks suspicious for one reason or another. We'll call you and we'll say, you know, Tim, we see you've just ordered a a big screen TV. Uh, (laughs) Were you the one, and you're shipping it to someplace other than your billing address. Right. Are you the one that actually ordered it? And if the answer is yes, you're, you're appreciative that We've double checked, and if the answer is no, you're really appreciative because we've stopped the order <laughs> yeah. before it, it hits your card. We don't have to do that with Bitcoin purchases, so it's it's an extra level of friction that we take out of the transaction. 
Another question I'm sure listeners would have, and I'm, I'm curious as well, how do you value the value of a Bitcoin? I mean, is it literally per do- to a dollar, to a cent? How does it actually end up being revenue for overstock or turned into cash? Can you explain how that all works for the listeners? Yeah, great question. So if, if one of your listeners comes to our site and let's say they want to purchase a sheet set and they click on the checkout card, payment options will come up and they can click PayPal or any of the credit cards or now Bitcoin. And if they click Bitcoin, the price of that sheet set is immediately translated, converted into a fraction of a Bitcoin. Okay. And they may, they make the payment that way. We work with Coinbase, our Bitcoin exchange, and they Coinbase immediately gives us dollars and, and receives the Bitcoin that the customers paid. So we're receiving dollars for every transaction. The customer is paying Bitcoin right down to the penny. Okay. I think I said it's a very interesting way of, of doing business. And uh, again, I appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit about the idea of, as you mentioned, it's a, a shift to the digital side of, of currency, really, when we're talking about this. For those listening out there, maybe they're small business employers. What would you suggest in terms of going forward and utilizing Bitcoin? I mean, do you have any pieces of advice or strategy? And or what would you throw out there for those that might be curious about accepting Bitcoins? I think it's a great idea. And ever since Overstock has gone public with its accepting of Bitcoins, I'm asked this question all the time. I was getting my haircut uh, <laughs> the other day at the barber shop, and the solo practitioner barber was asking me about Bitcoin. And I said, you know, the last customer paid you with a credit card. Mm-hmm. And every time you get paid for a haircut with a credit card, you're taking a haircut on the haircut you've offered because the processing fees are there. I right. said, if you contact a company like Coinbase or any of the other Bitcoin exchanges, they can easily set it up so that you can uh, receive payment through people's smartphones or and they can, a small merchant be, can begin accepting Bitcoin and cut out processing fees, which in small businesses and in particularly thin margin businesses, are a significant portion of the everyday expense. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this question as well regarding the acquisition of Bitcoin. So if I'm an individual and I'm thinking, hey, this sounds like something that would work and I would love to use these to buy something at Overstock, how does an individual go about collecting Bitcoin? Because it is a little different or can be a little different as opposed to how we traditionally think of money. Yeah. So there's two ways that a person can get Bitcoin. One is they can be a computer scientist and be using their servers and, and trying to figure out the algorithms to mine new Bitcoin. That's the odd way and the hard way. Okay. The more normal way is to go to a company like Coinbase or BitPay and uh, set up a wallet, purchase Bitcoin with credit card, with your credit card. It's you're basically exchanging dollars for Bitcoin, and then you've got Bitcoin that you can spend at merchants like Overstock.com who accept Bitcoin. Again, Jonathan, I definitely appreciate you coming on talking about this subject. I think it's something that listeners will, will definitely find interesting and uh, get value out of. As we look to wrap up here, we always like to give our guests the opportunity to give the listeners a final takeaway, an idea or a thought as we wrap up the conversation. What would you want to leave the listeners with regarding overstock and the use of Bitcoin and uh, whether it be something current or maybe in the future you have in mind, anywhere you want to go with it just to give the listeners something to take away? One of the reasons that Overstock has started accepting Bitcoin is that it's an 
alternative payment method. It makes sense and, and we can get value for it. But another of the reasons is more philosophical. We're very concerned with the continual printing of money uh, with a fiat currency when there's no cap. It leads to uh, runaway inflation. And we think that with a currency like Bitcoin out there, which is capped at a certain number, it has the potential to really uh, be a halt or a break on inflation. And so we think that the more people that are using Bitcoin, uh, the better for the economy overall. That is an excellent piece of information for our listeners to wrap things up. Unfortunately, that is going to do it for us here on Technically Speaking. Our guest today has been Jonathan Johnson, Executive Vice Chairman of the Board with Overstock.com. Jonathan, great having you on the show to talk about Overstock and the use of Bitcoins. It really is fascinating stuff. Tim, thank you uh, for the opportunity and I would love to do it again. Love to have you on again. And for all those listening, we want to hear from you as well. Just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can give us any of your comments and questions about any topic you might be interested in. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.